You are listening to The Partner Podcast, relevant information to enhance the careers and improve the lives of partner-level attorneys. Produced by The Attorney Search Group, we grow law firms and accelerate attorney careers. Visit us on the web at attorneysearchgroup.com. Karen Kaplowitz is the president of the New Ellis Group, a business development strategy and coaching firm which she founded in 1997 after a 25-year career as a trial lawyer and rainmaker in Los Angeles. She has helped hundreds of partners and law firms throughout the U.S. to build their practices. She also specializes in helping lateral partners make successful transitions to their new firms. Karen was named one of Law Dragon's Global 100 leading consultants and strategists to the legal profession in 2018 and 2019. She is a frequent speaker at industry meetings, including NALSC and NALP. She has written and spoken extensively on lateral integration and publishes a biweekly newsletter on business development strategy. I've got with me on the show today, Karen Kaplowitz. And today our topic is on lateral integration, improving the odds of success of lateral partner moves. Karen, thanks for joining me on the show today. Thank you. I'm excited to be with you, Scott. So I know we kind of work within the same market of dealing with law firms, dealing with partners in terms of integration. And from my experience, you can recruit the most successful partner into the most capable firm. And if there's no integration plan, nothing happens. What's the point? So I'm kind of curious, tell everybody that's listening, what's your story? How did you go from a litigation partner in LA to a business development strategist and coach, and then we can kind of talk about more of the specific talking points of our of our program today. Sure. Well, I was a trial lawyer in Los Angeles for about 25 years. Uh, in 1980, I joined a very good litigation boutique, which had one problem, and that was all the work came from one partner. So hmm. it became my job starting in 1980 in this law firm to help any other lawyer that was interested in generating clients and work because otherwise the firm was at risk. So that's my background. In 1997, I left the firm and the practice of law to concentrate on consulting, and my work is in coaching and strategy on business development. Excellent. And you've done quite a bit of work in that area with large law firms and small and mid-sized law firms. Is that correct? That's true. I work with firms of all sizes and all over the country. So tell me, how does this get into the topic of integrating lateral partners? How is that part of your sweet spot of focus area? And then how did that become a specialty of yours? Well, about 15 years ago, a law firm in New York hired me when they'd opened a new office. It was a firm that was not based in New York, and they had acquired a 50-lawyer boutique in New York as their first office in New York, and they were having trouble integrating their New York partners into the firm as a whole, mm. and they hired me to work on that. So that was my first major assignment. And what I've seen over the last 15 years is that lateral recruiting has just become a more and more important part of the legal market. Firms are depending on you and others to find them really great lateral hires, and they're depending on lateral recruiting to build their their firms. 
it's a real shift in the market. And I've been fortunate to be part of that for the last 15 years on the integration side. So tell me then, kind of going down that line and some of the things that you've seen from situations exactly like that. Here's a group of 50 attorneys coming into a larger firm. What are some of those initial problems or potential pitfalls or areas that really would keep that deal from gelling in together really nicely? Well, firms need to do a great deal of planning to integrate effectively. And what I've seen in many, many instances is that law firms are investing a lot in both mergers and in recruiting lateral partners, and then not doing as much investment on the integration side. So that's where the risk is. Right. Uh, That's a major risk. So I, I see on your website, for example, Scott, that you are dealing with high stakes recruitment situation. And they're all high stakes. That's, you know, it's like when people join law firms, they expect a lot and the law firms expect a lot. Yet we have this incredible attrition rate for lateral partners, you know, which is maybe as high as 50%. So the stakes are very, very high. And the answer to the risk is good planning. Right. So it's not the headhunters that are the problem, like some legal media has written articles about saying that all we care about is just getting a fee. That's not the problem. It's the problem of integration, which is something I really believe also. Well, I see, I see on your own website, you know, that you have a whole section devoted to lateral partner process right. in which you explicitly call out the importance of transition and integration. So, you know, I think everybody has a stake in doing more to ensure successful transitions and integration. And that includes recruiters, it includes the partner candidates, and it certainly includes the law firms. That's right. And what's interesting I've seen is that some of the issues are pretty simple. They might not be complex. For example, even on the lateral partner questionnaire, the LPQ, which really stands for long, painful questionnaire, but even even something on that where, and I've advised some of my clients on this, when you have your LPQ, put your firm's logo on it in color. That is a marketing document because if that partner doesn't join your firm, he or she is going to say good or bad things about your firm to everybody else. Oh yeah, I tried to go there, but they gave me a document that didn't work or they had me do the online LPQ and it wouldn't save the data after I spent the weekend on that. Things like that are pretty simple fixes. So I agree with you that it is complex. If we could kind of boil it down into big rocks in the bucket, so to speak, What would you say are some of the more important areas of integration that a law firm and a law firm partner should have top of mind as they go forward in integrating into into a new firm? Okay. So why don't we start on the law firm side for a moment? Okay. So here's a best practice that Mm -hmm. I strongly recommend law firms adopt and which you as a recruiter could be instrumental in making happen. And that is that the great ideas that come out of every one of those recruiting interviews gets captured. So, you know, you hear about this from your candidates all the time or from the law firm. You're hearing that they had very dynamic, exciting meetings in which 
wonderful ideas got exchanged. The law firm is going to introduce the candidate to certain clients. The candidate is going to introduce people in the law firm to their clients. And there's all kinds of, of terrific ideas that get lost right. unless, unless there's a process in place in which the law firm is capturing those ideas every day. You know, so that could be the recruiting staff, for example, could be inviting feedback from the lawyers who are doing the recruiting to say, okay, what great ideas came out of your meeting with this candidate? And then it's important for the law firm to make sure that those great ideas get into the recommendations to the firm about whether to hire the recruit and ultimately into a business plan. Right. So what I see is that you as a recruiter could also have a role in that by prompting a question to either the law firm or to your candidates about what were the great ideas that came out of your meetings? Why were you excited? Mm. What is cool about this particular potential opportunity? You know, what synergies are going to be created and to help ensure that they don't get lost. So that's on the law firm side. You know, and one thing I might suggest to a partner that's listening right now is ask your potential firm the question, tell me about your integration strategy, your integration protocols. Who is the quarterback that is making sure these items are executed upon? Like what you mentioned, because there's just, yeah, yeah, there's, there's a lot of information swimming around out there. That's another that's another question that is a hugely important one. So every candidate and recruiter should be asking law firms what is their integration process? Is there a sponsor? Is there somebody who's assigned responsibility for mm-hmm. ensuring that everything that was contemplated actually gets executed? There needs to be accountability and process around that. So accountability, process, and let me ask you this. How do you build process into lateral integration? So some firms have a very systematic process already in place. I had the good fortune last year to be hired by one of the leading law firm HR software companies, VI Global, to help them design a software that actually helps law firms uh, implement a process, and that's called VI Integrate. So, you know, one way or another, whether with technology or with just simply a process that is pretty systematic, you know, it says this is what's going to happen before the candidate arrives. This is what's going to happen on day one. This is what's going to happen on day five. This is what's going to happen at the end of a month. This is who's going to be checking in after six months. You know, there's process and that can be helped by technology or it can just be a process that's laid out and systematically implemented. I've seen some firms will even have a simple checklist that they go through. Exactly. Exactly. But then there needs to be somebody who's responsible and somebody who's checking back and making sure that things actually don't fall through the cracks. 
that's a source of enormous frustration to candidates, as I'm sure you hear from time to time, that they were promised a meeting with a particular client and it never happened. Right. That sort of thing. So what are some other examples of things slipping through the cracks that you've seen in terms of integration? Okay, so let's talk about it. We talked about it from the standpoint of the law firm. Let's talk mm-hmm. about it from the standpoint of the lateral candidate okay. or the new lateral partner. So another thing that I think is really critical for lateral moves to be successful is for laterals to be very client-centric mm. about their moves. In other words, they can't tell clients they're making a move for their benefit unless that's really true. Right. They have to be focused on what is in the client's best interest. Absolutely right. And so, for example, it is not always in the client's interest for a new lateral partner to try to move all their work to a new firm. That may not be in the client's best interest. Mm. And the, the new lateral partner will be much more credible and authentic and believable to the client if they say, you know, some of the work should be handled by my old firm, or I'm not going to create a new team at the new firm. I'm going to use some of the people who are not moving with me, but they know your case. They know your transaction. Those are the people who should complete this work. Hmm. You know, so that's, that's about being very client centric. I will mention one piece I've written, if, if people are interested, I did a piece called Avoiding Clients Lateral Fatigue uh, in March 2014 that's available on my website uh, at the Monday Monday Archive uh, at the newellis.com website. It really kind of lays out all these issues about how, how laterals and their firms can be very client-centric. And we can even put that link to that specific article in the show notes also. Okay, that would be great. I'll send you the link. That would be great. No, I, I think it's very important that lawyers are paying attention to their clients. It's a burden on the clients every time one of their key lawyers makes a move. And it's important to mitigate that. That's right. It's interesting from my perspective, not having been an attorney. I'm a sales guy. I'm a business guy. I see opportunities. I know how the pieces fit together in terms of client development. When I look at law firms, some of them I don't think have yet understood that lateral partner integration is probably the most effective form of client development because you're bringing a partner who has, let's say, a dozen trusted advisor relationships with 12 companies into that firm. That relationship is already established. And and the two different ways, here are new opportunities that come in that that firm's partners can work on. And here's a partner that can then work on new matters for existing firm clients. How do you think law firm leaders, those people that are at the top, how do you think they can come to understand that this is about client development? What are some things that you think staff that might be listening to this can say to the leadership to get them to truly understand how important this is? Well, I think law firm leaders are getting more and more sophisticated about this question of the return on investment from lateral recruiting. So they're concerned about attrition rates and they welcome ideas from recruiting and business development staff uh, and practice group leadership 
on how to ensure the success of lateral candidates. You know, one additional strategy I want to just mention, which I think is incredibly important, is the idea that lateral partners, lateral candidates have to be very focused on what they have to share with new with their new firms, what they have to give people in the way of introductions before they can expect as much from new partners and from their new firms by way of introductions to the firm's clients. Mm. You know, at the end of the day, one thing that goes on a lot when people make a move is it takes time for people to get to know one another and trust each other. And that trust element needs to be built over a period of time. And it's really important for new laterals to be giving a lot in those relationships and not just expecting a lot from their new platform, their new firm. That's a good uh, point. Makes sense. What are some examples of that? What could a partner give to build that trust with a new prospective firm? So let's say a new lateral partner really wants to build a relationship with a partner in the new firm that is the client relationship partner of a particular company. Mm -hmm. And what the new lateral partner really wants is an introduction to the client, to the firm's client. But in order to get there, it might be a better strategy for the new lateral to say to that client relationship partner, I want to introduce you to my client. I have a client for whom I think you could add value, and I want to make that happen. Will you allow me to introduce you to my client? Well, the client relationship partner at the new firm is going to be very happy to have that introduction, and that process then creates an opportunity for these people to get to know each other and trust each other. And the likelihood of the client relationship partner then opening a door to the new lateral partner to their clients becomes greater. That's great. Yes. I think that's a really important strategy. Be a giver more than a taker. Absolutely. In this context, it's critical. And those are the people... Yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off, but those are the people that generally are more attractive to law firms and just people in general, because those are the ones that they know they're going to be a team player. Exactly. Exactly. Creating new teams becomes a critical part of making a successful move. And I think it's really great that your firm goes back to people to find out how they're doing with their transition and their integration. That's a really important tool and value add that you offer. And one thing I've seen is that if a firm really has a good integration plan, that's a good story. That's a good talking point. Whenever I'm talking to a partner that's been with his or her firm for a long time, they go to a firm and it's not going to work out. That just ruins their whole career. And I've seen situations that just weren't optimal. Some partners, I'll even tell them, this isn't the time for you to move. You shouldn't move yet. I know you want to but it's better for you to stay. And I'm in the green grass business. Imagine me telling people they shouldn't move just because of the delicate and risky business of lateral partner integration. What, what would you say, are there any other final tips that you would want to give to a partner 
or even to a firm that can improve the odds that this move would be successful? Well, I think we've covered, you know, the highlights. I think your point that firms that have a reputation for doing a good job on lateral integration will be more attractive is a really important one. And so you can help uh, lateral candidates find that out by sharing with them your information about which firms you've observed are strong in this area. And candidates need to ask questions and firms need to provide good process, good accountability, and follow through so that everybody benefits. To your point, when a lateral move doesn't work out, it's a real disaster for everybody. The firms lose lose money and careers can be ruined. So um, this is a really important topic, and I appreciate your inviting me to talk about it. You bet, Karen. And, and I'm kind of curious. Maybe you could tell our listeners, what's the work that you do with firms and partners related to this and even some of the other things that you get involved in? So I'm either hired by a law firm to work with a group of partners, for example, who are in a new office, or... I'm hired by individual lateral partners who have a big stake in being successful, Mm -hmm. uh, who want to ensure they have a really good business plan in place and some support as they execute that plan. And I'm also retained by law firms to help them with their lateral integration process. So I review the process, I make recommendations on the process and help support them to accomplish their goals. That's great, Karen. And we'll put your website on the, on the show notes. We'll put the link okay. to the article that we talked about. And so, so do you speak at conferences? And if so, what type of organizations do you generally like to speak at? Well, I've had the privilege of speaking at the NALSC conference and at mm-hmm. the NALP conference. You and I, of course, met at the NALSC conference this year. In Las Vegas. That was great. Uh, You did a great job, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. And what about speaking to law firm retreats? Do have law firms ever brought you in to consult to them or to speak to their groups? Yes. Yes. At times, I am invited to speak at law firms on the importance of lateral integration uh, and also on how to use uh, technology to facilitate better lateral integration. So the answer is yes. Great. Well, Karen, thanks for being on the show today. And in looking at your site, you've got a lot of other areas of wisdom. We'll certainly have you back on as a guest in the future to talk about some other client development related ideas. Well, thanks for your focus and your commitment to making sure candidates get the best shot and that law firms get the best return on their investment. That sounds great. Thank you. Thank you so much, Karen. Okay. Thanks for joining me. And if you have ideas or recommendations for this podcast, please email me at scott at attorneysearchgroup.com. For more information about the Attorney Search Group and the services I offer as a sports agent for partners who want to find a better platform, visit me on the web at attorneysearchgroup.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.